Autumn has arrived at Dilu Flowers. Check out our hottie mum selection, including hangers with vine in all colors and sizes. See our fall perennials and newly arrived indoor hangers. Dish gardens, too. Every day, fresh flower arrangements and cut flowers. Native produce picked up daily. Cubix brand pellets for heating this winter. Available by the bag or the ton. Infernal ice melt now available. And we also carry washable face masks. Outdoor fall decorations, straw, corn stalks, gourds, pumpkins, including sugar pumpkins. Whibby loose flowers and more. 665 Diamond Hill Road in Socket. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats and cheeses, and of course our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Hi, this is Gina Savini, inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. Savini's open at 4 o'clock this afternoon. It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. The Upfront panel has convened, so to speak. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program. It's a... Uh program that's got a lot of uh, different uh, aspects to it. On Monday, Dick Bouchard has uh, his take at the world. On Fridays, John Brian does. Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, sometimes it's uh, Roger and Chris. And on uh, Wednesdays, um, well, we'll have a special guest like tomorrow, Wednesday. Our guest is Mike DeBrice. And um, Mike has uh, a couple of jobs uh, with the city of Woonsocket in the uh, engineering department, number one. And uh, we um, will, you know, chat a little bit uh, with him about uh, some of his responsibilities as it uh, relates to, uh, to that department. But he's got a lot of other, um, a lot, of, a lot of other things that he's in charge of. And uh, so when we uh, chat with him uh, tomorrow, and I'm mentioning him right now because uh, in case you have a, a question that you'd like to uh, send to uh, send to him, uh, you're welcome to do that. Uh, you you can do it, but uh, he'll be uh, talking about uh, you know plastic bags and paper shredding and hazardous waste and yard waste and mattresses and and um, that's his solid waste responsibility. Anyway, that's tomorrow on the program. Christopher Boulay is with us today. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. Um, what did you say? We convened today? Yes. This is a uh, convocation of minds. Huh? So what is it? One foolish man is a disgrace, two mm -hmm. or more is a law firm, and three or more is a Congress. <laughs> yeah. So we're somewhere in the middle here. All right. Hey, yeah. welcome to our program. It is a talk show, and uh, let me give you the telephone numbers and also the email address, and then we'll get underway with some topics. 769-0600, are the two uh, telephone numbers that you can reach us on and we welcome your phone calls and comments. Then, the other way you can reach us is uh, email upfront at WNRI.com and uh, before we um, uh, and, and of course your calls are welcome. Before we get to any call or anything like that, um, 
there may be a topic that you want to lead with uh, this morning, uh, Mr. Boulay. There usually is. And I was wondering uh, what you might want to uh, chat about first of all. Well, I, I like to think we're more well-rounded <clears throat> than, than just talking about the stock market, but I like to touch on that for a couple of minutes usually, maybe every third show if something interesting happens. And then we're only going to talk about it if uh, you know, callers find it interesting and they want to follow up. But yesterday was a slightly difficult day in the market. The Dow Jones Industrial Average went down 614 points, which, again, I like to remind listeners that with the Dow at 34,000, 35,000, it's not the same. It's the 500. 21 points that went down in October of 1987, <clears throat> excuse me, when the uh, the uh, stock market went down 22.5%. But it, w it was a challenging day. There's a couple of things going on, especially concerning China's real estate issue, which may be coming to a head. And then, as I mentioned, nothing helps support the market greater than a quick rebound. So the Dow futures right now, they were a little higher in the morning, but indicated kind of an immediate uh, bounce back. So right now the Dow futures are a little under 300. So if it continues the entire day, opens up at 930, the market closes at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if it continued right now, it would gain about half of the loss that it had on Monday. Those things really, really make it easier for me as a financial advisor and just individual investors saying, hey, take a deep breath, hang on, don't panic, see what happens. And that attitude of patience, 1987 when the market crashed, 1994, 1999, 2000, 2008, 2009, that required a hell of a lot more patience than it does now. It took months, sometimes years, for the market to come back. Really, ever since that Donald Trump got into office, the market uh, returns have been uh, immediate. When we've had a pullback, has come back. Even, <clears throat> excuse me, even when we had the uh, the issue with the pandemic back in late March of uh, 2020, you know, the market returned everything within a couple of months. So it doesn't really challenge the patience of a lot of investors, but it does make you realize you want to sit back and. You know, maybe not look at your statements for a couple of days, you know, that people see, can see them online. Oh, geez, I lost 80 grand or I lost 100 grand yesterday. Um, you, you could gain it all right back. And the market uh, has been responding that way. And any comments I make, I'm not, they're not future looking. They're, they're, this is what's going on historically. This is what's happened. And certainly it makes it very, very distasteful to panic when the market's pulling back and then responding and coming back almost immediately. All right. Well, I'm uh, glad you uh, you mentioned that because um, you talk about uh, the uh, market conditions when they're good and also uh, sometimes when they're not so good. So <laughs> it shows you don't avoid the uh, the issue. Welcome to our program. We have some callers already waiting. So show, should we see what's on their mind before we uh, get into other matters, uh, sir? Absolutely. Okay. We'll press uh, button number one and uh, say hello to you. Hello to you. Uh, whoa, wait a minute. Got to turn your volume up. Hello to you. Thank you for your call. Thank you for taking my call. First of all, I want to say, Pafret, Pafret, they say, freezing cold. But now, uh, the debt ceiling, they don't, they're not getting it, these politicians. Just, just keep spending. Don't... Don't cut down on the spending. Just raise the debt more and more and more. They, they, they don't seem to get it at all at all. And now, if I was a client of Perry Mason, this laundry guy, he would recommend 
that that person uh, checked themselves in at, at a motel. He might have a secretary take them under a different name because they the police have to find them before they can serve them a warrant. So I think maybe that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the story about the family four days waiting for they went looking for them and they found this car at that place there. Well, that that's a baloney story for sure. They the other side is they they think the parents dropped them off there, but I think he was dropped off at a motel or hotel somewhere. That's my Perry Mason thing. And one last thing, Roger, I, when you do the autumn fest, you didn't mention. Are you going to have your sardines and giant candy bars this year? No, we're not doing that because. Um, we it was such a success last year that we created a traffic jam on the walkway, and um, and it became almost a um, I don't want to say a hazard, but it certainly became an inconvenience because uh, people were playing that board game that we had set up with uh, yeah. Leroy Street, and uh, we try you know people were stopping and watching and so forth, and nobody could walk by. So we uh, discontinued it, and instead we're going to have a we're going to have uh, people register to win a $100 gift card each day from K's. That's, that's something. But, but anyways, I don't like sardines, but I would enjoy listening Well, to I you. still like sardines, yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank before, you. Before you, uh, before you hang up, <clears throat> let's take yeah. uh, your, your questions in uh, kind of reverse order. Roger already answered the first one. S- secondary, why do you think this um, issue with the Long Island woman... Uh, missing is getting so much attention, but in Chicago over the weekend, nine people were, were shot, were shot, and murdered, and 63 people were shot. What a great point that is! O- overall, you know, I, even Fox News has about eight stories on it. I mean, I, I have a funny feeling, but you just look at it, and the only weekend that has been this bad was the weekend before in Chicago. So 64 people got shot, nine dead. They can't even, you know, keep up with the body count, yet we're fascinated with this one issue. What do you think, Carla? Oh, you know, that's been going on for years and years, even before the pandemic. And even in New York City, because when my uncle was alive, he lived, eventually lived in New Jersey, but he owned real estate in New York. He wouldn't even go in there to collect the rents. He had somebody collect and send it because even way back then, they had many murders every day and you just didn't hear about them. You hear about them now because we get more media coverage, but that's been going on for years and years and years. They, you know, they got a, uh, I think Trump was doing something about it, you know, he wanted them to call a national guard and put them in certain areas to cut down on the crime and that, because, you know, that's terrible, the children that get shot, oh my God. Yeah, a, a three-year-old was accidentally shot. You know, and I'm not trying to minimize the tragedy of this Long Island woman. Just trying to juxtapose it with the fact that you know nine, ten people every week in Chicago are dying. Nobody's paying attention to it. And you, you can go to any website, and the lead story is is, is this issue with, with the young couple traveling around. It's just, it's, it's you just I just pay attention to the media, what's going on, and then we got the the debt ceiling. Um, 
the, the fact of the matter is we are just spending money that we do not have. We're right. at a point where it's, there's, there's, there's a, um, and I've always said this, and I'm not the first one to say it, uh, you know, I don't have a PhD in economics, so I have a little bit of an understanding. You always try to keep a one-for-one ratio. So if the U.S. gross domestic product, the accumulation in a year of everything that we make and sell and service in a country, say, is $25 billion, a trillion, excuse me, you kind of want to have the debt around there. And now the debt's approaching $30 trillion. So the Democrats can pat themselves on the back. They can say, hey, we're going to take care of every single problem that Americans have. We're not going to have any, you know, any self-reliance, no self-responsibility. From cradle to grave, we're going to have a, it takes a village to raise a kid instead of good parents, as, as the Democrats like to say, and we'll be forty trillion dollars in debt, and the GDP will be twenty-seven trillion, and we're we're just going to be lost. So yeah, they, nobody, they don't just understand it. So suspending the debt ceiling and just not even addressing this every couple of years, I think, is a bad issue. But there is no answer. They want to have Medicaid, uh, Medicare for all. It's going to be you know thirty trillion dollars. They want to do. Um, the Green New Deal, which has been estimated about $95 trillion, it's just, it just funny money now. And um, it's good to have a conversation, but the only way we can even keep pace is to have a growing economy. And we'll talk about this, the front page of the Masaka Call, they have a nice new shiny building called uh, O'Reilly's Auto Parts, and uh, nobody wants to work there. So as we always, as we always appreciate your call. Thank you. One more quick comment. Absolutely. The government workers, they say, oh, good, good, good. Let's shut down the government because when they do, they collect unemployment. Then when they go back to work, they get all their back pay. This is <laughs> unbelievable what goes on. But anyways, thank you for taking my call. Thank, and thanks for taking day. the time. You have a terrific day. All right. You're on the upfront program. WNRI is a radio station. Let's go to another call. Hello there. Hey, no, you can't go on any longer unless you speak into your telephone or do something because you are completely unlistenable. This, this fine now? What do you think? Oh, I, I can hear. If you can get a little louder, I, I know you can. I know you personally, so I know you can okay. belt it out. All right. Anyway, uh, the, uh, about the, the Chinese investment situation, that's because of the... Uh, Real estate investment uh, uh, trusts, the REITs. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's go, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Go, go ahead. Yeah, is that because it's uh, it's a major place of investment, as well as they're concerned of what's going on here locally, as well as worldwide with these type of investments. That's why it's affecting the stock market the way it is. Y- yes. Um, if you if you you wonder when the Chickens are going to come home to roost with China because they were building cities, beautiful, beautiful cities, to try to get the second and third uh, cities to first world cities. So they're trying to get people there, and they're building them, and they're pretty much building cities on spec. And this company owes about three hundred billion dollars in debt, <clears throat> and they, excuse me, and they've warned. Uh, um, uh, their creditors that they can't pay, and they're actually trying to give them unfinished properties to settle this off. But this is not $3 billion in debt. This is not $30 billion in debt. This is $300 billion in debt. So this is going to really be a, a challenge to the Chinese. And S&P, S&P the uh, rating agency, is saying that unless it's become a systemic issue, they're not going to bail them out. But it's a gigantic uh, real estate 
company. It's the second largest in China, one of the largest in the world. And if they go belly up, there's thousands, millions of jobs. I think it's like 3.5 billion jobs indirectly created by them, even though they only have about 300,000 employees. So it, it could be a big problem, but there's always a pr problem. We had the same thing with the Asian contagion in 1998. So uh, there's a, then we had long-term capital the same year. So th this too shall pass. Well, the other, the other item you touched upon was the uh, the debt ceiling, mm -hmm. constant raising of debt ceiling. This is this is like it's, this is insanity. I mean, if you're going to keep on raising, raising the ceiling and keep and, and keep spending and spending and spending, you know, we know there's going to be a whole whole bunch of uh, tax increases coming along. Basically, that's going to kill the economy. Yes, and we, we, we've talked about this, is that money is almost, it's almost construct now. It becomes kind of tongue-in-cheek, but why would you raise taxes on the rich when you're just printing money? They could confiscate a wealth tax and uh, take the money. I think there's about, it changes and it goes up. I think there's about 1,500 billionaires in America, about almost 3,000 worldwide. You could take all of their money, just take all of their wealth. Jeff Bezos worth about $220 billion. Just grab it all. Grab uh, Bill Gates, everybody, and you still aren't even going to make a dent into the uh, into the deficit. So there just aren't enough people who make over four hundred thousand dollars a year in America that they can go after. It's less than ten million people. So you can take a position that the Democrats are that we're going to solve every problem that you have as an American citizen, and there's no personal responsibility. And we've seen that with the lack of people. The mayor pointed out in this morning's paper about people not wanting to work. But we don't have enough money to do it, and uh, it's out of control, and you've got the yin and the yang. So whenever the, Demo the conservatives say, we want self-reliance and we want people to succeed on their own, the Democrats will turn it around and say, you're only for the rich and you don't care about the little guy. But the little guy's got to get the hell out of bed and work. Well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, welcome to the United so uh, Socialist States of America. Thank you. Thanks for the call. And thanks for speaking up. We heard you great. All right. This is the Upfront program on WNRI. I think we can do one more call before we break off here. And uh, so let's uh, press the magic button and see what we get. Hello there. Hi. Good morning. Could, good morning. Perhaps you could give him some of my DNA and he could talk louder. <laughs> Touche. We think the truth is somewhere in the middle, but um, we're all ears for you. Well... Here, here's the thing, and, and it's terrible. Those people who died out in, in Chicago and them, I wouldn't say it's race, more of creed. It's their creed. They're meant to die anyhow, and that's how the liberals and the media see it. So when they die, well, that's what we expect. It's kind of like bluefish. They eat each other. That goes on. It's a sick attitude, but that's what I think we're dealing with, okay? And... I don't know what you can do about it. Shame on them. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not saying it's good, but that's like the attitude I get. It's just, it's their creed. They're meant to kill each other. Ah, who cares? Uh, but, but people from uh, more rural areas, well, they're not meant to kill each other. We have to treat that different. <laughs> and, and, it, and it sickens me. But that's how it is. But Well, my... my, my um my opinion is democratic liberal policies that are keeping people down. If you give school choice, if you false, uh, false, 
force is the word I'm looking for, people in, in the city of Baltimore to go to horrible schools in Chicago on the south side where they don't have an education. To, to, to imply that these are bad people, it, I think, is, a, is wrong, and that's not what you're doing. I'm just making a blanket statement here. But if they have no opportunity to succeed, you know, you talk about uh, Dr. Carlson, Carson and, and what he has done in his life. And you've got to give people opportunities, and the best, best way to do it is in education. And if they have school systems that are disasters where the kid can't read or write when they leave high school or don't even get a chance to go to high school, that, that's a problem. And I think these policies are failing these people. So what do they do? they got to eat. they got to live. They go, they go to violence, and they, they join gangs at 12 years old and get shot by cops at 3 in the morning. But I, I am agreeing with you, and I'm, I'm glad you didn't say that that's what I'm doing, but that is what the liberal Democrats and the news media in the country is doing. They're the ones doing this to these people, period. Right. And, and you look at Larry Elder in California, who it looked for a little bit, you know, I never studied the polls, but it looked like he could have been the next governor of California, conservative African-American. What's he for? School choice. Who doesn't want school choice? It's the, it's the teachers' unions because you have problems with it. You have problems with co competition that they don't want. Giving people school I, I, choice. I would say it's arguable that the teachers' unions are the greatest thing to difficulty. Uh, all right, enemies that we have in this country, period. The, the teachers' unions... They are the enemy of this country. They're destroying it. And the problem is it's so systematic because they're doing it with our youth. And they're poisoning it right out of the well, so to speak, you know. And it has to be stopped. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm close to my children, and uh, my daughter and I were watching Tucker Carlson and Hannity for a couple of months there, probably watching with me three out of five nights. And I said, look, um, you know, this is the other side of the world that, that's different from what you're being taught at in school. And all you want is balance. You want your kids to get a certain basic understanding of how the world works and not from school teachers, uh, university professors who've never had to uh, be out in the real world and don't understand it. It's all theory and liberalism and they're, they're teaching our kids a lot of crap and they're charging us a lot of money for it. Well, and I, and I was trying to make that point when I took this stain when that person mentioned these parents were so irresponsible for leaving a 13-year-old child in charge of a house. I sent an article to you. In, in only 13 states they actually have a recommendation. Other states don't say anything about. Thirteen states have a recommendation, and those recommendations, how old the kid has to be to take care of the house at night, is as low as six. Only one was as high as fourteen. All the rest were under, well under thirteen. And it because you have to step out of the Rhode Island mood and get into the rest of the real, what I call real America to find out that in a lot of states, people at a young age even are expected to take responsibility. Here, ah. You know, live at home with your parents until you're 75. It doesn't yep. matter. Don't responsible. Don't do anything. Don't get a job. No, no, no. The government will take care of you. Cradle the brave. You don't have to be responsible for anything. Well, then, it's a bad yeah. lesson. Yep. It's a horrible lesson, and we need to stop it. Yeah, we need to stop it. Yeah. yeah, things have changed. I was thinking about this the other day. I actually got kicked out of Harris School in second grade for fighting, and my parents sent me out Lady of Victories. And so here I was, third grade, walking a couple miles home by myself 
um, you know, from from um, Prospect Street to, to Cato Street. Now, there was a situation within the last year or two where parents were arrested because they let their 12-year-old walk home from school for a couple of miles and they considered it child abuse. So everything's really, really changed. You make a fantastic point. Yep. You can't be responsible. No, no. I remember when I was 12. I spent 12 hours ice skating one day. My pa- at 12 years old on Saturday, I left the house. My parents didn't know where I was going, and they didn't care. It was my life, damn it. And and, and now I'm getting loud because I'm getting passionate. Yeah. I'll have to control that. Well, the phone but, calls but, at the end anyway. <laughs> No, we, we no, we, we. I think we're. I think we're in agreement here. The one of the most insidious things sometimes in America, and the way they're trying to indoctrinate our children, and not is is it's insidious. The thing that um, Hillary Clinton wrote, it takes a village, meaning it takes a village to raise kids. No, it takes a mom and dad doing the right things, and that's and when that concept is being attacked and saying single family parents are, are to be. Uh, uh, to be valued more than uh, a mom and a dad. That's that's where you, you, you get off the rails. Thank you for the call. Helicopter pilots. Parents. Helicopter parents. Thank you. That's what they called. Yep. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. It's break time. Hey, we have to uh, take care of some business, and we're going to do that right now. The first order of business is um, River Falls. I want to tell you that they are open uh, for lunch today at 1130. And uh, they're open every day, Tuesday through Sunday, for your convenience. On Tuesdays, we have our 12-buck Tuesday deal. It's a burger and a brew. I love the burgers at River Falls. And then uh, you have your choice of any draft beer. And uh, there's a lot to choose from. There's over 20. And you uh, pay $12. And that burger is any burger on the menu, too. And you can have, uh, what do you want on it? Do you like sautéed onions or raw onions, tomato, lettuce, cheese, whatever? Beautiful burgers. Every Tuesday, it's called 12 Buck Tuesdays at River Falls right here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Hope you'll uh, consider dropping in there. And like we said, they are open for lunch today at River Falls. All right, let's uh, let's check in with our uh, antique shop uh, here in Woonsocket. It's called Past down in time. Step back in time at Pass Down in Time Antiques and Collectibles, Woonsocket's newest antiques store. From vintage to mid-century, from rustic to Victorian, you're sure to find items that will bring back wonderful memories, like wood crates, tens, viewmasters, books, and small furniture. Pass Down in Time, located across from City Hall on Main Street, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pass Down in Time, where antiques of yesteryear reveal their stories today. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery has good news. We're fully open to our customers. And our fall menu is here, including rustic apple tots with cinnamon sugar apple filling. Gourmet caramel apples drizzled with chocolate. Apple dumplings topped with icing and sliced almonds. Apple ring cake and muffins, including cranberry apple, pumpkin, and apple. The ice cream shop, Wright's Scoop, has some great fall flavors, too, including salted caramel, pumpkin and pumpkin Oreo, apple crisp sundae ice cream and brown butter pecan all located at 200 Woonsocket Hill Road North Smithfield and our hours right now are Sunday through Wednesday 9 to 6 Thursday through Saturday 8 to 7 oh and did I tell you the cows are milk daily from 3 to 4 30 p.m. at Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery
Time out for Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces flip-flop wines. And listen to this. We have two bottles of flip-flop for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10. Mix and match. Still on sale. Tisdale Wines from California in six varieties, including Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, it's two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyard's quality wine experiences. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light 30-pack. 2647 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. So, for a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors. 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? 765-1800 and speak to Mike, the manager. All right, one more note and then we'll uh, get back to the program. They're back, the famous fresh and delicious Italian grinders from the Woonsocket Elks. Every Tuesday from 10 this morning until 1 this afternoon. And they're still only five, uh, still only seven dollars. I almost gave them a discount there. Still only seven dollars. Drive into the lot at 380 Social Street. And uh, they have a cooler there with freshly made grinders, and uh, they'll give you uh, one or two, uh, depending on how many you want. $7 a piece. If you have, um, like, four or more that you need, call ahead at 762-1148. Remember, grinders from the parking lot between 10 and 1 p.m. every Tuesday at the Elks right here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. The panel is reconvened. We've had a bunch of phone calls in the first half. We have our uh, look, looking down. Uh, the lines are open. So uh, we're going to uh, bring up uh, topics of our choice. So, um, so Chris, uh, do you have uh, something that you'd like to share with our radio audience on this uh, Tuesday morning? I do. Have you ever heard of the R&B group Tony, Tony, Tony? Um. R&B group? Yeah. No, I don't think so. The soul R&B. Mm-hmm. They used to do a song called Feels Good. It was very, very popular. As a matter of fact, um, when I was at Textron, I think it was like a boss's day on my birthday, they gave me a, they gave me a cassette of it. Uh-huh. Anyway, another... A cassette. Per- a cassette, yeah. So I'm dating myself. <laughs> yeah. Another person who really likes Tony, Tony, Tony is the San Francisco mayor, uh, London Breed. So this uh-huh. story is kind of funny. It... it helps me understand why California is in the mess that it is because you get the government that you deserve and if you continue to uh, elect these people it's crazy so this band Tony 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 came and there's for the first time I guess 20 years they played live so the San Francisco mayor London Bree was invited so she decided to feel the spirit and she got up and she started dancing and was filmed without wearing a mask on, mm-hmm. which is mandated uh, in her city of San Francisco. Well, it's like Rhode Island. It's mandated unless you're a state trooper or uh, maybe some other specialized agency. Something that I think the governor is going to have to address today. You know, uh, I don't mean to say change subjects on you, but um, Governor uh, Dan McKee is holding a 2 o'clock news conference today, and um, and I like the guy, and so therefore I'm feeling very uncomfortable for him <laughs> because he's got a whole bunch of, um, whole bunch of issues. Um, I guess he's not 
you know, like right directly responsible, but um, you're judged often by the company you keep. Remember that, uh, Chris. Yes. <laughs> That's why I love so, to be seen with you. Yeah, right. So anyway, uh, uh, so back to uh, the San Francisco mayor. Yeah, uh, there are unfortunately uh, a lot of um, a lot of uh, idiots out there. Uh, who hold public office, I'm unfortunate to hear. The other night, I was watching an old TV. This was the premiere at the Stadium Theater. I don't know if you remember, uh, you have to be this tall, the story of Rocky Point Amusement Park. I sure it, do. It was a feature-length movie. And I guess in, in the movie, um, uh, they were showing various aspects of Rocky Point uh, as an amusement park, including uh, the uh, Rocky Point Palladium, that was a host of many, many uh, activities. And uh, President, the original George Bush president, made an appearance here in Rhode Island. And they included him in the, in the movie. And when you see how presidential he looked and he sounded, um, very distinguished, very controlled, uh, very confident um, you see where we have gone uh, with presidents, and I'm even, you know, including Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was no George Bush, and Joe Biden is no George Bush. I guess there was only one George Bush, but presidents um, are are not like they used to be. And so, when you talk about the San Francisco mayor. Are you really surprised? I mean, look at what happened in Fall River, and look at what happened in other uh, in other cities uh, where elected officials have uh, been embarrassments. And I guess people are human beings, and you know, we talk, we pass judgment on some of these politicians, how they behave. The things that irritate the hell out of me is uh, the mayor of San Francisco's ability to explain away what she did is no issue even though it's really rules for thee and not me and people obviously accepted gavin newsom did the same thing at that restaurant the french laundry where he was with a lobbyist and he wasn't wearing a mask apologized she's not even apologizing but it's funny you go you go back to uh dan mckee one of them is going to be the next governor i feel strongly it's either going to be dan mckee or it's going to be seth magaziner but I heard your story this morning about the state troopers not being tracked in terms of vaccination and what have you. And that's not the first time they've been pulled aside and given special treatment. Gina Raimondo, when she was treasurer, passed a comprehensive pension reform, which created a lot of pain. And depending on who calls us, is either going to think it was a great thing for the state or it's going to be they hurt my pension. But judges and state troopers, my understanding, continue. They didn't take any kind of haircut at all. So she knew that this was going to go to court, and the state troopers protect her, and, and that's my, you know, guesstimate why it was done. But um, they received special treatment, so it's something he's going to have to answer for. It's not without precedent, because we see, you know, the judges continue to get pretty significant pensions, and they don't put a dime into it. That's why, you know, somebody's making, you know, $350,000 in, in their personal practice, and they say, well, geez, I can work about half as hard and then get a $225,000 pension. Maybe I'll do that. And then you put the other uh, hat on, and maybe that's why we're getting better judges, because we make it attractive. I, I don't know. But I just feel like you look at California, you, you look at the situation they're in, it wasn't that long ago that a Republican carried it. He talked about George Bush 41. He carried 
uh, California in 1988 over Dukakis. I think it was like 53-47. So they've really gone down the crapper. And when you look at the kind of people that they reelect and they elect in a London breed, you say, yeah, you got the government that you deserved. If you have something that you would like to uh, say to us via email, it's upfront at WNRI.com. If you would like to say something to us, um, I guess in person, it's uh, 769-0600. We'd like to talk to you on uh, any topic uh, that uh, you uh, have on your mind. There's a million of them uh, out there, <laughs> whether it's um, local or statewide or or something like that. Uh, let us know. I have a question for you. Um, um, was the mayor of the city of Woonsocket quoted in a Wall Street Journal um, article um, um, recently? And, and, and I guess uh, we'll begin by saying, oh, isn't that nice that we uh, had our local mayor quoted in a national publication? The question was... Uh, what was she? Um, what was she doing? Talking to the Wall Street Journal? Did they call her about a particular um, topic? I am curious, sir. Well, I don't think she called them for a comment. I'm sure they called her, but <laughs> probably what what it was is the Wall Street Journal did an, uh, an analysis of the infrastructure bill, mm -hmm. and even though Rhode Island is no longer 50th out of 50 in terms of the worst infrastructure, we are number 47. Mm -hmm. So they. Talked to, I guess it was officials. They talked to LVD, the uh, head of the uh, DOT, and this, Rhode Island is going to get about $60 million a year extra for the next five years for roads and bridges. And then they talked to uh, the mayor, Lisa Bodelli Hunt, possibly because Winsaka is a distressed community. But she acknowledged that there's about three or four bridges in Winsaka that are inhibiting commerce because manufacturing. With, you know, needs to get deliveries back and forth, either the raw goods coming in, um, the final product being taken out. And she said it would certainly be beneficial if those bridges get fixed and it would be nice if it was on the federal government and, and not on Winsocket, which, which makes total sense. Now, those bridges probably include uh, the Singleton Street Bridge. <laughs> when I go over that thing, uh, um, I wonder uh, just uh, how structurally... Uh, um, Oh, I'm sure it's fine because I'm sure it is checked by the state. But it certainly um, could use some prettying up. We had an email from a listener, and um, I think I'm going to uh, read it for us. Uh, came in at 8.28, and thank you, Pete. It says, good morning. Do you guys know how much these new jobs at O'Reilly's Auto Pots are paying? It says online that a pot specialist gets $10.49 per hour. And a retail sales associate gets $11.67 an hour. It seems that these, um, it says law wages, but I think he meant uh, low wages. It seems that these low wages, it would be hard for any company to attract qualified and trained workers. That would be a better strategy to fill positions to pay more. We obviously want businesses to make profits, but we also need to invest in their workforce to make the company successful as well. I'll repeat those two hourly uh, numbers. He, he says he took it right off the O'Reilly's Auto Parts website. Ten forty-nine per hour, pot specialist. Eleven sixty-seven per hour, sales associate. 
I do believe that McDonald's people do make more than that right now. Huh? Um, well, to be honest with you, uh, primarily, uh, I agree with everything Pete put in there. <clears throat> Secondarily, I thank Pete because I was in the process of looking up those job, uh, what they paid per hour, and I, I never got around to it. I, I ran out of time, and eight oh seven came. So thank you, Pete, for doing that. And I, and I agree a hundred percent. The going wage seems to be fifteen to sixteen dollars an hour, and you know I'm not somebody who works on their car very much. It's, it's not my thing, but um, when you go into those areas, generally speaking, they, there's a lot of information they have to know in terms of pots and help you out, and it's, it's not uh, easy things. So, hence, uh, Pete has identified the problem that they're not paying enough, so they're going to have to reevaluate or they're going to keep a store uh, with no inventory and have the doors closed. But, yes, um, I read the mayor's um, comments, and I, I kind of agree. And you know, she imp, um, opined what you know they could do for um, getting these companies to be able to hire people. And my first thought was, you know, don't vote Democrat, vote Republican. That would be the first thing that people would be actually go back to work. But yeah, ten, eleven dollars an hour doesn't seem like the go uh, the going wage, and that's probably why they're uh, they're empty. Nice-looking building, though, right? Um, yeah, better than it was there. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to our program. Good morning, panel. How are you today? Good morning. Any Ward. Um, two things. That rate of pay, whatever it is online there, uh, I don't know if that's from Mississippi or something, but that would be illegal in Rhode Island because minimum wage in Rhode Island is eleven fifty. So, obviously, you shouldn't be... Re re you know, looking at their website to determine what their wages are going to be in one socket. I didn't know uh, eleven fifty was the minimum in Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Camacho is. There's a mutiny. He's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he's in trouble. He just walked out the door. <laughs> <laughs> May twenty first, twenty twenty one, at ten ten a.m. That's when it happened. So, and it'll be twelve and a quarter next January. So, the rate of pay has to be higher than that. They, the person looking online is not looking at the right place. they got to see if there's a sign on the door, maybe. That's that encouraging. Tells them where to go look. But, yeah, right, even that's not enough wage, because if McDonald's gets $15 an hour or Dunkin' Donuts gets, with tips, gets over $15 an hour, you're not going to get anyone there uh, to go work for that wage. You might as well just cl close the building and sell it now. Um, the other comment I wanted to make is just the... Um, the comment about the idea of federal government wanting to spend trillions and trillions of dollars, and I'm not sure if I mentioned it to Chris or if I mentioned it to someone else last week, but I said, you know, if you want to tax the wealthy more because they're not paying enough taxes right now, keep in mind if you tax Amazon, um, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but if you tax them, all they're going to do is raise their prices by a penny an item or something, and they'll make up their taxes, and they'll still pay whatever... Um, you know, whatever you think that is going to make the government happy, but it's not going to do anything. It's not going to come out of their pocket. Um, and then as far as if they want to raise the taxes, go ahead, get a trillion or two trillion dollars a year more out of the wealthy people. That's okay with me. But don't raise the budget deficit. Don't raise the spending. Just put that money on the national debt. And um, I think the biggest problem is the federal government and any government for that matter doesn't know how to not spend money and 
we'll just go ahead and spend it anyway. Yeah, you, you, really yeah. I think it, I'm sure you and I have talked about it several times, one-on-one. The biggest change that Donald Trump did for America in terms of economic activity was lowering, and, I, and I've said this a hundred times, I apologize if it's one-on-one, but the corporate tax rate, uh, yeah. It was at 35%, the second highest in the industrialized world. He brought it down to 21. And what did they, I, I said this last week, what did they do? They hired more people. They did more R&D. They gave more back and, and buybacks and, and uh, dividends back to shareholders. So there was a lot of good things that came out of that. And the, the, there's a perfect, there's, there's a number there, and I don't know what it is. It looks like they may go to 26 to 27, which is probably not a deal killer. But absolutely, um, it's after tax is what you make, whether you're an individual or whether you're a corporation, it's, it's what you spend after tax. So if they raise it up, and I think you make a good point. Well, if you're going to spend $4 trillion and you're going to raise taxes by $1 trillion, you're doing a lot of damage because you're creating inflation by spending money we don't have. And then you're taxing additional amounts and taking money away from people. It, it, it's pr the worst possible um, combination of, of action that the, a government can do. And I don't know if you guys go into supermarkets. Um, I do quite often. And um, there's less and less supply on the shelves. I don't know what is creating that in particular, but the prices have all gone up, and there's less and less supply. So We've heard. there are some significant problems that are happening in this economy right now. No, 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 no question. And, and, and again, the truth is probably... I'm, I'm going to assume that those numbers are, are relatively close. That, um, but yes, it, it, it is state dependent. Uh, a $15 salary in uh, in Mississippi is different than a $15 salary in New York right. City. So I, I don't know, but there is an issue with it. And then you know, talking to the mayor and the Wasaka call and talking to to others, it's not the only companies having trouble. You know, getting employees back to work, and this this pandemic has definitely put a, a, a lazy streak in a lot of people. Can I do an ad for help now, Roger? Willing to buy lunch? They're certainly, they're, they're certainly not the only people that are having trouble hiring right now. That's everywhere. All right, you gentlemen have a good day. Thank hey, you. See you soon. Take care. This Bye -bye. is the upfront program on WNRI. From routine tree care to taking down a tree, Husqvarna chainsaws set the standard in outdoor power equipment and are trusted by professionals around the world. Featuring air injection, low vibration handles, and powerful X-Torque engines, Husqvarna chainsaws deliver the performance, comfort, and precision cutting you need to get the job done quickly and safely. For every job in any environment, your Husqvarna dealer has a professional chainsaw that works as hard as you do. Visit Tony's Stateline Power Products, 271 Main Street in Blackstone, and see for yourself. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having Having all the right answers. Inside or outside dining, or your favorite pickup order from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and mouth-watering Italian dishes, including pizzas, on one of the best menus in the area. 
Hungry today or tonight? Come in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup or to place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's Restaurant, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery is available. They'll be open for lunch at noontime today with $4.99, $5.99, $6.99 lunch and specials. But we do want to tell you Monday through Thursday at Grumpy's, the $10 dinner specials. And um, I often take advantage of them. And I'm looking at uh, the $10 dinner specials menu. This is not tonight's menu. These are menus that I've, um, well, frankly, taken from the uh, restaurant and brought them to the radio station so I could tell you what you can get for $10 on a Monday through Thursday basis. But they change every night. But recent ones included baked stuffed shells, oven-baked meatloaf, $10, full dinner, homemade lasagna. I had that with the garlic bread. Great. Uh, shepherd's pie, chicken cacciatore, baked manicotti. Sometimes they have veal parmesan. And sometimes the roast beef au jus with um, the uh, two house-made sides. And you can choose from green beans or seasoned kernel corn or sautéed zucchini, rice pilaf, hand-cut French fries, mashed potatoes. It happens when you visit Grumpy's on Pulaski Boulevard in South Bellingham, Massachusetts. It's really a, a very nice restaurant. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. The panel has reconvened. It is uh, Tuesday morning. I'm Roger. Uh, Mike DeBryce will be with us tomorrow. We'll be talking about those brown bins and those green bins and paper shredding and paper bags. I find them quite annoying, paper bags. Uh, Did I say paper? I meant plastic bags. They're all over the place. What to do with them? And how does one socket do? Are we a good recycling city? Last time I was looking at my notes, so when uh, Mike was here and um, we um, we weren't doing as well as we should. We'll find out tomorrow. Good morning, Mr. Christopher Boulay, co-host on this Tuesday. What do you got for us? Good morning, Mr. Bush, our Rhode Island Radio Hall of Famer. Thank you. Yes, right. There are two people in this room, and only one of them is in the Rhode Island Radio Hall of Fame. So uh, just, yeah, just wanted to acknowledge you're that. You're still alive. <laughs> Right. You can still, there's still time for you, sir. Yes. We're uh, talking about politics, and we are talking about Beto O'Rourke, whose uh, real name is not Beto. Um, but anyway, he is actually putting his hat in the ring. He's going to run for governor of Texas. So kind of interesting because when he was running for president, he had to drop out. His approval rating was less than 1%. But he famously said that he was for gun control. And he said, hell yeah, we're going to come after your AR-15s. We're going to take away your guns, which is really something you want your leaders to do. Because there's, some, there's a little, something called the Second Amendment. And the rights to bear arms should not be infringed for the, for the citizens of America. And that's the way it should be. And there's always pushback here. So it'll be very, very interesting to see if he's got a snowball's chance in hell. Texas, a very free state, the second largest in terms of electoral college and population is 38 for us. I think there's 55 now in California. I think there was 56. But this is also the guy who got a uh, ride uh, from the Secret Service to near the, near the Capitol and then got out and rode his bike for half a mile to make it look like he was an environmentalist. <laughs> um, 
Man, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not from Texas, I don't want to run for a governor, but boy, I would just play that stuff over and over again. That would be my thing. You're in Texas, the home of, of, of open, uh, concealed, open carry, and uh, you don't need a, a gun license, from what I understand. And you've got this guy who's going to say, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to take your guns. The only thing that Demo the Republicans did, which I think was crazy, is I'm definitely... Um, pro-life, but this law that they pass in terms of allowing citizens to sue other citizens for abortion it was just very ill-conceived. It gave a lot of leverage to the left, and the liberals saying, hey, the Republicans and conservatives want to get rid of uh, Roe v. Vs. Wade, and I, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Kind of in bringing this to a conclusion is a lot of people have left California and have gone to Texas. Why? They've going from the highest uh, state income tax to zero tax to more freedom, getting away from the bureaucracy and the, the crap that's going on in the cities. And if they bring their liberalism, they're just going to turn Texas red, uh, blue. And I don't think that's anything we want to see because if the Democrats ever get 38 thorough votes out of Texas, uh, you'll, you'll never see a Republican president uh, in our lifetimes. And talking about Republican presidents, uh, emailer has said, and I don't want to exactly say the way, way they said it, do you think that Donald Trump has a cat's rear end, <laughs> uh, but it was not put that way, of ever coming back uh, to run for president again? Well, I think he could come back and run for president again. I don't know if he could win, but, but is it something that you've given any thought to? Uh, do you get a lot of Donald Trump emails or uh, messages on your uh, phone? Well, I don't, people recognize, or who know me, recognize that I, I supported his policies. But but he was been on Fox News, and he still reminds people why they didn't vote for him. They voted for the inferior candidate. And I use this example a lot. I help a couple... You know, retire early and they have a lot more money than they thought they were and they're enjoying traveling everywhere. And every time we do a portfolio review, I say, boy, if it wasn't for me, you couldn't retire. Boy, aren't you lucky you had Chris Boulay as your financial advisor? Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> and that's what this guy does. He's done an incredible job. I think he did more positive things for the country in, in four years than any president has done that I can remember, including Ronald Reagan. But to constantly remind people that you know it all and they they don't know anything is is poor so he has said he's going to run he's a young 73 and i think he'll probably will put his hat in the ring we'll be back on thursday thank you for being here today we'll see you tomorrow on the upfront program with a special guest it's uh, nine o'clock